Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey, everyone. This is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So it's about time to change those calendars to 2023. And Mm -hmm. we wanted to get you all set up for a successful new year by talking about show planning, doing shows close, back-to-back, strategies on regional shows, national qualifiers, pro qualifiers. So I think it's always good at this time of the year to reflect, you know, NPC Nationals has already passed. That is the last national show of the season. We had the Olympia. That was kind of the last pro qualifier of the season. And so now we're at this point where all of the schedules are coming out because they had the national meeting this month and you're going to start to see dates popping up for 2023 as the sanctions went out on the weekend of December 3rd when the whole NPC, you know, all of the chairman and everything had their national meeting for the year. So uh, we do run like a calendar year, so your MPC card, you know, it's only going to be good for a couple more days. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. if you just competed in November or December, it it's only good for like a month or two uh, because it's just good for that year. So, you know, if you're wanting to hit the ground running and get things going, the very first event in the MPC in the United States is the Arnold Classic, and it is back to its original time frame it has traditionally always been either the last weekend of february or the first weekend of march around that time frame so this time the arnold lands around march 2nd and 3rd i think uh for 2023 so if you have aspirations of doing that it's open to npc worldwide so international competitors can compete there there are new qualifications um So COVID kind of knocked out, you know, 2020 Arnold amateur type of information uh, or I'm sorry, um, events. And then they didn't really, if I'm not mistaken, they had it in 2021, but I I don't even remember. It was so small. I remember in 2021 and am I even saying that right? Was it just this year that they had it? I think there was a year that they had to skip. I'm so confused. Like those two years of COVID just like made me (laughs) so out of it. No, I was there this year. So it was like the full expo, everything. So 2022 Arnold happened and it was like everyone was coming back to this event because it was not, it, it wasn't happening the year prior. So 2021, I think they, um, had athletes competing, but they didn't have like spectators, um, or it was very limited. So it was like a down, a very much downsized Arnold Festival, whereas 2022 was its like comeback. Yeah. And what was the date on that you said? Um, it was in early March this year. Okay. So it was the, it was the normal. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, this year, this coming year, I believe it's, I know for like the Olympia amateur they're requiring the same requirements as a national show. Whereas it used to be, you could just compete from any federation. You didn't have to have an NPC card. You didn't have to be qualified. And now you have to have the NPC card. You have to 
get top two in your open class. And I believe it's the same for the Arnold. Am I not mistaken on that? I think it is for the open. And then for the Masters Arnold, you just have to have competed in an MPC Masters event this year in 2022 to be eligible for the Masters in 2023. However, that one does not make you eligible for a pro card. I believe that's oh, correct. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So they kind of changed it. And the Olympia Amateurs, the same rules. It's exactly the same where you can compete in the Masters. They only have 35 at this year's Amateur Olympia. Um, and then the requirements, if you're doing the Open now, are – and I don't know if this was the first year or last year, but you have to qualify for it now. And you used to be able to jump in with that. I remember the year that I did the Arnold in 2019, the girl that won her pro card. So she got second overall. Um, she had never competed in an event in her ever. It was her first event. Oh, wow. And she won. What a first event to do. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her telling me in the, I met her in the bathroom and she was like, she didn't even have a peak week plan sent to her. Or anything and I'm like and then wow. I find out later I was like I realized that she had won her pro card it was wild um oh wait here I see the qualification requirements for 2023 mm -hmm. what are they uh, for the Arnold mm -hmm. yeah so for an amateur uh in the open division you have to have competed in 2021 or 2022 and placed top two mm-hmm so within those past two years, and then Canadian competitors have to be in the top 15 at a pro qualifier. Did you just say all this? I'm sorry if I'm confused. No, no. I, I just mentioned the part. I knew that it was at least top two in the Open this year. I didn't realize they're also counting 2021, probably because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. Everything just, they kind of have to be a little bit more flexible. Kind of like the Olympia was, you know, the longest amount of time that people could qualify right. for the Olympia with 14 months like everything with COVID just kind of messed things up but this right. coming year in 2023 I think we'll be we will see a repeat finally where you can look at the calendar it's always been that you can look at the calendar from the previous year even if the new dates aren't released and you can always kind of bet that it's going to land on that same weekend in that same calendar month the next year yes. so in 2023 if you look at this year's national uh, list this past year mm -hmm. you can kind of bet and of course there's always a caveat or an exception to the rule which the Ben Weeder <laughs> had to break it um, so the Ben Weeder's making me a liar because I know for a fact that the Ben Weeder in 2023 is November 17th whereas yeah. this past year it was either September 29th or October 1st so it got pushed back, so I'm a liar there, but everything else no, is going to be around the same. Not, yeah, but you're not wrong because this year when I was looking at the Ben Weeder, I remember in 2021, it was in November. It was like because I had an athlete competing, and it was in November, so I assumed it was going to be November this year, and they moved it to October and now it's back in November again. So you're not losing your mind. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> things that have shifted. Okay. And then, I mean, obviously the Olympia got moved to December. And then right. here's another exception too. I just thought of this because I did the inaugural year of Masters USA's. And I did, oh, yeah. uh, I think, three year, two years in a row. So whatever the first year of it was, must have been 2018 or something. And then I know I did 2000, 
No, I did 2020 as well. So it must have been 2019, 2020. And this year it got moved to November and it's always been in December. So some of, some oh. of those newer ones just kind of shift around. I think they're still establishing right. themselves. But I do know it's been posted on their Instagram as official date releases. So typically Junior USA's is the second weekend of May. And this mm-hmm. coming year, it will be May 19th, 2023. So that has been released. You can plan for Junior USA's. And that one has shifted locations, but it always has originally been in Charleston, South Carolina. It is back there um, again. Actually, th- no, that one didn't move. It was like Universe that moved over yeah. to, <laughs> to visit them um, from New York. Um, <laughs> and then jun- junior, U- junior Nationals, it always had been in Chicago, but this past couple years, Junior Nats is now in Chattanooga. It is, again, there in 2023, so you can mark your calendars. That date is on their Instagram, updated for 2023, June 16th and 17th. And that one's always landed on Father's Day weekend, which I think that's Father's Day's week, Father's Day weekend yeah. again because my son was born on Father's Day on June 17th. So his birthday sometimes lands on Father's Day. So that, that one's Aww. definitely, yeah, that's a Father's Day one. And then pretty much every year, I don't even think even with COVID, it changed other than the location. You can always bet that Universe will be the weekend of 4th of July. You can always bet Mm -hmm. that North Americans will always be in Pittsburgh and it's going to be the weekend uh, before Memorial or I'm sorry, before Labor Day. Uh, So those are some things. And then I would guess that I think that USA is. So I believe it, did it go back to Vegas this year? Because it had gone to Phoenix during COVID. Um, oh. Yeah, so it was in Great. Vegas this past year. And it it landed on its traditional weekend, which is always the last weekend of July. So this past year, USA's was July 29th and 30th. So I would guess that it's back in Vegas for 2023. And then it's going to be the last weekend of July. And then I already talked about North Americans, talked about Ben Weeder. Um, Masters USA's this year was the November 19th and 20th. And then, um, so this year and the couple past years, uh, MPC Nationals has been in Orlando, Florida versus Miami, which I don't know if they're ever going to move it back to Miami or not. I don't, I haven't, I'm not in the know on that one, but, um, yeah, I'm not either, but this it's past year, yeah. And it was like the first weekend of December. So normally it's before Thanksgiving. Um, so again, I, I guess I'm kind of a liar. That one did move as well. <laughs> it's always before Thanksgiving. Um, so I don't know why they moved it past that. Maybe because the Olympia also moved later. I'm not really sure. Yeah, which again, like next year may shift. So just yeah. keep your eyes on those things. I'm getting a lot of static. I apologize. I'm trying to get rid of it. I'm like holding my <laughs> technologically uh, advanced phone in the air. <laughs> Just trying to get it away from my microphone. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of the calendar. I think that you can plan on that. And then we wanted to talk about, so I had some questions on 
so I recently, you know, I did a the show in November um, on the 5th, and then I turned around two weeks later and did it on the 20th. And I just had some questions on my Instagram, like, for me to talk about what how do you make changes to get tighter within that short of a time frame um because mm-hmm. i had lost like i posted on my instagram just like a before and after kind of thing knowing that i wasn't where i needed to be on november 5th mm-hmm. and i mean that's what sandy said she's like get tighter which was the plan but i had dropped like 6.6 pounds and you know like an inch on my hips inch on my thigh and I think like a half inch on my waist or something like that in the two weeks but somebody was like can you share with listeners like what (laughs) what you guys did and there's nothing magical about it trust me like it was it's not ideal um I knew that I had to get that low to get to my stage weight so I mean we definitely were on target with the amount that I had to lose there um for the total prep I had lost 38 pounds which we wow. we know from the hormonal uh, chapter <laughs> on that previous podcast why I had gained so much weight or had trouble mm-hmm. losing that, um, and that was over a long period of time. So I had tried to start losing that weight in you know March, basically. So yeah. it took a while. Um, but so the way that you do those shows so close together. And the only, again, with the caveat that you only do this if your feedback is to get tighter and you know that you're within that range, that's the only mm-hmm. time it's smart. So I knew that I could, once my body starts dropping it, it starts going like really fast and then it'll hit like a plateau and then it'll, it'll go really fast. So it was kind of like a two week rapid fat loss in a way. And mm-hmm. honestly, it it combined into like a three week because what I basically did was I just stayed on my peak week from the original show. So, you know, I, I was in peak week for leading up to the November 5th show. And then I didn't have a celebration meal at all Saturday night after the show. I stayed 100% on my diet during show day. And the next day, you know, I had already packed all of my stuff to... Basically, I just prolonged my peak week for a couple weeks. It was short enough of a time that you're not going to make crazy adaptations. Sure. You know, I don't recommend going on peak week macros for longer than that. It would not be doable, but it allowed me that window of time to really push forward. And I always feel like your metabolisms. I've noticed this in some competitors where once they do a show, then the the bottom falls out and they just really start losing like they get like a crazy metabolism boost and momentum wise because show day like you kind of you know you have those like fast digesting carbs sometimes and um just a little bit different food so your metabolism gets very stimulated and Mm -hmm. I definitely was I felt like my metabolism was on fire that week after the show so that was kind of my strategy and then I did like a modified deload the next week as well and I've done this with my athletes where I just don't I don't do a full deload knowing that they're going so close to another show because technically when you're two weeks out from the next show if you were to deload then you're basically doing back-to-back deloads because peak week is a deload so otherwise I would have been doing three deload weeks so I had to do another push week 
post-show and just really make sure that I was recovering really well, um, especially with low calories. And that's kind of the strategy. So I wanted you to talk about, I know you've had athletes that, so we were talking about, you know, show planning for 2023. So if you have a master's competitor, the best odds is, you know, going universe to master's nationals to North Americans. And there's only, and I don't think I even said that date, but usually master's nationals is the third week of July. So, um, I think this past year it's always around, that one's always around my wedding anniversary around July 17th. So this past year it was July 20th in Pittsburgh And so you just have a three-week window. And so it's kind of similar. If you're competing at Masters Mm -hmm. Universe, you have good odds because if you win your height class, you win your pro card. And then if you want to piggyback off of that and just try to – if your feedbacks get tighter in three weeks, then you just go and do Masters Nationals. So do you want to talk about your strategies when you have an athlete and you're, you're doing that kind of thing? I know I kind of shared my personal, but. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we try and get the athlete. I mean, I feel like every coach will say this, like as lean as possible for that first show. And um, because the the point is to not have to do like four or five shows. You know, you want to win that pro card as quick as possible. But you have that, like we're talking about that planned, like next step. So that you can mentally prepare, okay, I'm going to do universe and there's a fork in the road. If I win my pro card, we're going to go in this direction. If I don't, we're going to go, you know, maybe to the next national show, which for master's competitors would be master's nationals, as Amy stated. So um, following universe, typically um, I would have my athletes do some version of an untracked day as long as they're comfortable with that. Um, whether it's tracking protein, just protein, and like counting like several meals or doing uh, tracking their protein and counting their calories. Like there's different versions of the scale of what we would allow based on like the time frame of a next show. So with shows so close, um, we kind of strategize specifically what the meal at the end of the show day would look like. So after you've completed, you know, quote unquote universe, you've got your placings, you are, you didn't win your pro card, but you're close enough that we want to shoot for masters nationals. You know, we try and make sure that you're eating, you know, like you can have a celebration meal, but you're avoiding inflammatory foods. So we're trying to eliminate gluten. Um, we're not doing dessert. We're really just kind of having veggies and protein, some complex carbs. We're getting hydrated um, and we're enjoying that type of experience because we know that tomorrow we have to get back on our plan and go into the next like phase of the, the journey basically. So I also had my clients um, go back to their regular scheduled um, cardio but their cardio was like going down during peak week. So they were doing like less and less each day leading up to the show. So we were able to make sure that they had um, a highly nutritious meal the night of the show. And then they could go back into their regular scheduled um, training with, you know, lift. 
uh, like and going back to their cardio. And like you said, Amy, I do notice that the body responds really positively after a show and it's almost like it takes off. So really what you do instrumentally leading after that helps it like either streamline, which we had, you know, athletes get higher rankings at masters nationals, um, like from fifth to third. Uh, so you just kind of like want to pay attention to what strategy you have in place. And I always say like communicate with your athlete ahead of time. Um, so that they know to expect. Because the worst thing is your athletes like, I'm going to do university and um, then I'm going to go out and have cheesecake and I'm going to do this. I'm going to celebrate. And this is the plans I have with my family um, the day after the show. And then taking that, like having that conversation of like, okay, well, actually now a better option would be to not plan all of that. So yeah, like we're talking about in the, the episode, really it's about planning it out. Yeah. And it's been nice because, okay, so I want to kind of, we talked about a master's competitor, but I want to give an example of an open class competitor, a good back-to-back sequence would be, so if you did universe, the top two get their pro card at universe, those are really good odds in the open class, and that's the beginning of July, and then you have USAs that the top two get their pro card, and that's at the end of July, so those are pretty close together. You know, it's mm-hmm. less than a month. Those are some good ones to go back to back. What I always do is I strategize a pro show um, as the plan A. So there's really no alternative as far as we're, it's not like we're like, oh, you didn't get your pro card. So now we're going to add in this show. Like we usually just think about, okay, so when you win your pro card at Universe, then at Masters Nationals, we're going to do the Masters um, Worlds mm-hmm. on Sunday. So you can plan on getting your plane ticket to Pittsburgh for that weekend. But, you know, either way, we have a plan A is that you're doing your pro debut or plan B, you're trying again for a pro card. Um, mm-hmm. Same with open, just kind of strategizing with the thought and the intent that, you know, this first one is where we're going to go pro. And then our, you know, our plan for that next step is to do like pro debut so that they're still in the mindset that the reverse doesn't really change. Like the celebration strategy doesn't really change, um, in that nature, because usually Sandy likes you to try to see like how you look on a pro stage, like right after you win your pro card, just to get some feedback to see how you look against the other height classes because other than the overall once you win your pro card and even if if you get second and you win your pro card you're not even getting compared against the other height classes so it's always good to like you know while you're still razor conditioned as you know a new pro to just kind of like hop on get some feedback and then know what you would need to do as a pro so those are some thoughts um if you're, you know, wanting to get started really soon in 2023 and do Junior USA, is just remember, it's not great odds. You do have to win your class, and then you have to win top three to get a pro card. Uh, junior Nats is the next one that has the best odds, and it's the first one of the season that has the best odds in terms of if in the open class, if you win your class, you win your pro card. Um, so, th- you know, just kind of, 
putting them close enough together that you have like a plan A, a plan B, so that you're not stretching out your season where you're doing like mm-hmm. junior USAs and then I'm going to do MPC nationals. Like it's just a long time to diet and you want to have seasons of growth where you can like live a little in the gray, you know, get some good training sessions, put on some good size. You can really only do that in maintenance calories surplus and with like lower cardio. So prolonging preps, I just don't recommend. And if you're going to do like a warm up or a qualification, just make it close enough that you have enough time to make the changes necessary for a national stage. And just keep in mind that national stage conditioning is way different than regional. Like you're not going to step on regional stage at national level conditioning. You're going to look way too hard and vascular, right? but you're going to look way too soft if you walk on a national stage at regional conditioning. So, um, happy balance there. Any thoughts on that? Cause I know that's kind of like a separate thing. No, I think that's a good point of like when you're planning out your year, like I like to talk to my clients about what what's your career like? Do you have a really crazy season? So like if you're an accountant, we're not trying to put you in like a ton of shows during your busy season. Um, you know, national shows, we have a little bit more limited options, but we can still strategize. And then also considering people's budget for travel um, and their other responsibilities, like what's feasible, that's not going to be stressful, that is going to be challenging, but it's going to be a, like a good experience. And you bring up a really good point as well about thinking about longevity of your career, not just like guns blazing, going all out to win your pro card, because there should be a plan for your pro career then, unless you just want to win your pro card and then you're done. But I don't like that's very few and far between I feel like it's very exciting to accomplish something that large and so you'll want to see where you um, measure up on the pro stage so yes making sure that you have a delegated improvement season where you have time for your body systems to kind of reset and recalibrate and then you can go all in and have these like shows aligned for your body to peak optimally um, and get feedback and see how you do. Yeah, and speaking along those lines, so we've lined up our summer show and our spring show to be good warm-ups for those national shows. So we we plan our national or our um, team shows so that they align so that the the athlete, like when we have the team show in April, then they get their feedback they're within a month of junior usas and they're Mm -hmm. close enough to junior nats that they have you know if they need like more time then they'd be good for that but you know we put them in front of a national panel of judges at our team shows or we select a show in their area that has a judge that we know will give them the quality feedback that they need to that it's a national panel judge basically. Correct. And then like, for example, we already have our um, summer show selected. So we have April 22nd as our spring. Our summer show is like June 3rd, I think um, it's the first weekend of June, whatever that is. But we have that one set up for people that want to do universe uh, masters, Nats, USA's North Americans as their warm up, And then for anybody that's like a drug tested um, natural athlete, we have a 
St. Louis Naturals in the end of August lined up for those people that are slated for Ben Weeder, which is a drug-tested pro-qualifier. So you have to strategize that way. And then, you know, like for our November team show, that gets you ready for Masters USA's Olympia and NPC um, Nationals. So we kind of covered, like, if you listen carefully to all those shows that we talked about for the calendar year, we have people set up so that, you know, there's a path and that they can spend as much time as possible in that maintenance or surplus recovering mm-hmm. from their show and just kind of allotting out that time frame um, so that they had plenty of time to get into like fully through their reverse and have some time sitting there to build and then going to cut and just not prolonging preps so long. So I guess that's my biggest piece of advice is just, you know, get with a coach that knows what they're doing in terms of familiarity with like qualifications, what you need to be doing, timelines, all of this stuff is, I think it's important to plan now for 2023 and have that game plan in your head because the year goes by really quickly, especially when you're trying to, you know, maximize like at least six months to build, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, this is a all year round sport. Um, And so like I'm talking with my athletes now about improvements that we want to see even if it's in November of next year, um, like we're assessing the physique, we're setting goals, we're, we're always moving towards something. The show date is, you know, the end, the end goal. But um, I always think that the best athletes have a strategy in place throughout the year. And that's not to, you know, we've taken consideration, like, Having some downtime, finding balance in life, all of that is very important. That's why the improvement season is great as well because you have a little bit more of, like, uh, malleability. But um, like Amy said, I think the biggest thing that I've really appreciated with, like, learning um, as a coach, something that I had never thought of before, is your skill set in strategizing and looking at plans and looking at the person's strengths and considering is this a master's competitor like what level of a master's competitor are they are they a natural athlete where do they live like there's a lot of variables and so I think having a coach guide you and making like a roadmap is a great way to start your 2023 season yeah and just another element too to the planning aspect of things so I know for myself even like as a professional I I have to make sure that my family calendar aligns like cause my kids have sports yes. and their events are extremely important to me and I want to be at those events. So, you know, planning out the family calendar with baseball and volleyball and um, things like that, not just career only. Um, and then also like family vacations and keeping that in mind just because I mean, yes, you want to live the prep life when you're on vacation, but like there's certain times where, you want to be like a little bit more gray, <laughs> you know, yes, exactly. where, where you can't, you can't realistically like go out of the country to an all-inclusive or something and expect to stay on prep. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, you can bring your scale and you can try to do your best, but like if you're prepping for a show, that's pretty unrealistic expectation, right? Sure. Because yeah. 
there's going to be like oils added or like things mm-hmm. are like there might be some dark meat and like even if you order chicken breast or something like that. So yeah. there's just going to be variables that you can't control as much as if you're in your home environment. So kind of bringing that awareness. I think that was a good point that you brought up about like the accountants and things too, but that's just another element when you are planning and looking at your calendar for the new year. So Yeah, we're most multifaceted people. It's not just about bodybuilding, so considering those ar- other variables like your family um I think is is smart. All right, so if you want to join us in Phoenix, Arizona, we are kicking off the new year. You noticed that I talked about the first event is the Arnold for our MPC season. So we always try to have a team retreat in February and ours this year is on the um, 17th of February through the 19th. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, Friday evening, Saturday, all day, Sunday, all day. Um, and we are doing it at the Arizona Grand. We're in conjunction with uh, Celestine's Turk from Build More Than Just a Body so she's going to be talking about food relationships, doing a food immersion experience, and she is going to be kind of just talking about, you know, our relationships with um, competing, the mindset side of things. And then we have all of our amazing coaches at Glam Girl working with, um, and you don't have to be a competitor to come. We had a lot of people that had never competed that just really enjoy these like fitness experiences. We did everything from like yoga strength training upper body lower body um like some cardio stuff and then of course it does yeah we went hiking outside um yeah and those will all be included this year we're gonna make it bigger and better we're gonna include um like a gala kind of experience um like sunset dinner and things um so we're adding new and improved things uh and then we're also adding like obviously posing is part of it but we're going to give the opportunity to do some individual work like individual PT sessions uh, and EMG work with me and posing sessions one-on-one as well as add-ons there so if you would like to capitalize on the VIP experience and get the best rate do it sign up for it before December 31st so you only have a couple days left to sign up for the early bird and you'll save $100 uh, members of build more than just a body or of glam girl get a special rate and then um, it is open to the public and we did have a lot of people that weren't on our team uh, and it was pretty cool just a bunch of you know awesome females getting together that are like-minded and fitness related we had some great bonding time so I'll put the link in the description to sign up and register for the retreat and yeah definitely it's an event that you don't want to miss absolutely so with that you can find us on Instagram at prep life podcast or at glam girl bikini you can sign up for the team or sign up for the retreat at glamgirlbikini.com. it's right there on the home page So this is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, signing off with my fabulous co-host. And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, everyone.